one said. It says, and they came to him and they awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Anybody ever overreacted in your life? All right, that's about 95% of us. The other 5% of y'all keep living. Amen. We, if one thing we're going to do in this life, we, we will at times uh, uh, overreact. But I think that when you put some seasons in with God, your days of overreacting come to a minimal because you come to the conclusion that, you know, Hebrews 13, 5, he, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You, you come to the conclusion, Romans 8, 31, if God be for you, uh, uh, who can be against you? you? You know Isaiah 59 and, and, and 19 says, it, it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that, 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 that God will lift up a standard, amen. And in other words, the flood won't take you out, amen. We, we've all, amen, have experienced natural floods here on the earth, and it didn't take us out. And some of us in here today have been through some, some spiritual floods where, where the, 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 the waters were raging, the winds were raging in, in our life, and here we are today, we're still standing because what didn't kill you made you stronger. Can I get a witness at the 930 service? It, it just made you strong. It wasn't there to kill you. We, we think sometimes that there are certain things that come to assassinate us, but, but that's not really what it's there to do. It's there to make us, not break us. And, and, and so, again, my message is called, uh, It's Not That Serious. Because, again, look at them in verse 24. And they came to him and awoke, saying, Master, we are perishing. In other words, they were overreacting. They they came to the conclusion that, listen, we it's a wrap. We're getting ready to, you know, uh, be done with this life. And, you know, we're, about to, we, we're at the brink of taking our last couple of breaths, if you will. Amen. But the Bible says that, uh, 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 it says, then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. When... I find myself in the storm. How, how do I survive my own personal storm? Number one, he rebuked it. In other words, Jesus took authority over it. And I believe that when I look around this room, all of us at one time in our life, when we've hit a wall, we had to make a decision that, you know what? I'm not going to allow this situation to have authority over me, but I'm going to take authority over it. Anybody ever been there, done that before? Were you like, wait, 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 wait. Depression, I see you, but I got authority over you. I, I see you, unbelief, but I have authority over you. I, 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 I see you, uh, uh, procrastination, but, but I have authority over you. Anybody here today know that God has given you and me authority over stuff? Look at your neighbor and say, walk in your authority. Walk in your, walk in your authority. The, look, at the, look at this real quick. The word authority it, it, when, when, I, when, when, it, when it talks, the Bible talks about authority, the, the word authority means to, to, to walk in that power, walk, walk in dominion, uh, uh, control. I, I like this. The word authority means to, 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 to have leverage. Now, this is the one I like. The word authority means to have clout and pull. So you got to remember that God has given you clout and he's given you pull over the enemy. Matter of fact, go to Matthew uh, chapter uh, uh, 16. Let, let's, let's pick up in verse 12 real quick. Speaking of authority, let, let's look at it. And, and can you put this up in the King James Version? 
Let's, let's go King James Version real quick. It, it says, then he understood that, 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 they had, uh, that they had bade them not to be aware of the leaven of the bread, uh, but, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Next verse. Then it says, uh, then Jesus came into the coast of the Caesar of the Philippi and asked the disciples, saying, whom, whom, whom do men say that I, I, the son of man, am? Next verse. They said, some say thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, others, uh, Jeremiah, uh, are one of the prophets. Uh, he said unto them, but who you say that I am? He said, he said unto them, then it says, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, Christ being the anointed one, uh-huh, the son of the living God. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. In other words, this is, he was like, you didn't get this from your flesh or your humanity or your intellect. He, he said, uh, 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 but this has been, this unto thee, but, but, but it says, so, so he says, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to, unto thee, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, Peter, you didn't tap into the heavenly realm. You didn't, you didn't really pull on the heart of God in this situation because you got a revelation today that I am the Christ. Next verse. Then it says, and I say unto thee, thou art, art Peter, and upon uh, this rock I will build my church. Upon this revelation that you got that I am Christ in the earth, uh, uh, now I'm going to build, which means I'm going to establish, strengthen, and put together my church through you. Then it says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even though you might be going through hell, hell does not have dominion over you. Anybody ever been through some hell? Uh-huh. All of us have been through hell, amen? But you didn't, there's times in your, in your life where you're like, you know what, even though I might be going through hell, I, I, I'm going to whistle through this. I'm going to smile through this. Uh -uh. I'm going to march through this. Anybody had to march through some madness before? Had to march through some disappointment? Look at your neighbor and say, keep marching. Uh-huh, that was last week's best. Keep on marching. March through the madness, amen? But as you're marching, you got to know that God has delegated you and me authority. Glory to God. So he said the gates of hell will not prevail. That means hell does not have dominion over you and me. It can't, Lord. Why? Because I got clout. I got pull. Come on. We have leverage over the enemy, hallelujah. So it said, then, then the next verse says, uh, then it says, and I will give unto thee the keys. Somebody say keys. Uh -huh. Keys speak of authority. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. In other words, I'm, I'm going to give you rule and reign. That's what the word kingdom means, his rule and his reign. Then it says, and whatever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Pastor, you mean to tell me because he's given me the keys to his kingdom, I can bind up depression? That's exactly what I'm saying. That you can tell those spirits that come subject to you because of the authority that God has given to you and me. Amen? So, 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 so then it says, so not only does it say, then it says, and whatever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not that serious. 
What you, they were like, we're perishing, master, master, we're perishing. No, 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 you're overreacting. One thing I've learned in this life, don't you allow the enemy to set your schedule. Don't you ever allow the enemy to set your schedule. The second thing, if you don't remember nothing else, I say, don't make everybody else emergency yours. They'll have you all out of your purpose. Because I'm learning some people are going to do what they want to do anyway. I remember in my 20s when I was a deacon and somebody called me and said they was in the crack house smoking crack. I'm leaving. I'm dropping everything. I could be at Peter Piper at my kid's birthday, but I was so gung-ho for Jesus, and I still am, but now I got some wisdom. I had a lot of zeal back then, but now I got knowledge. Now I'm like, well, let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, let them put that crack pipe down in the name of Jesus. I'm not coming. So they take you to jail, they might take me to jail. I'm guilty by association just being in the vicinity of you. We just taking you anyway. We, we don't care you pastor so-and-so. You Reggie right now. <laughs> so number one, it's not that serious. You're going to survive whatever you might be encountering. Why? Because my first point is that you're going to walk in authority. You're going to take, you're going to walk in that authority. Then go to Luke 10, 19, real quick. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you authority. In other words, again, I give you clout. I give you pull. I, I give you dominion. I give you leverage to trample, which means to walk on serpents and scorpions, which means evil forces and evil spirits. And, and then it says, and over uh, all the power of the enemy. We give the enemy too much credit. The enemy busy. Not a lot of times it ain't the enemy. It's just you tripping. Sometimes it's just life. Folks just falling out. Amen? So, but, 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 because really I've learned this, that the only power the enemy has is the power that we give him. Stop delegating him authority over your mind. Stop delegating him authority over your body come on somebody stop delegating him authority over your thought life come on somebody my bible tells me in philippians chapter 2 verse 5 let this mind be in you that was also in christ jesus when we begin to put on the mind of christ we begin to have a different outlook we begin to have a different viewpoint matter of fact we begin to see and think on another level we come to the conclusion that you know what this is not really a big thing i'm not gonna sweat the small stuff because i know this too shall pass if you receive that somebody give god a praise in this look at your other name and say it ain't that serious it, it, it ain't that serious uh-huh don't you dumb down the god that you serve he is king of kings and lord of lords come on he is the god of israel that neither slumbers nor does he sleep somebody give god a praise in this place look at somebody and say it ain't that serious it ain't that serious it, it, it ain't that serious don't, don't come to me making a big deal out of something that's minimal. You feeling me? Okay, so-and-so, uh, Mother Johnson bumped her pinky toe. We got to pray. We really don't need to. It's going to stop throbbing after a little while. It, 
I mean, we can't pray, though. Bless the Lord. Prayer is good. But we're not going to fall out and take her to the hospital. Come on, somebody. She bumped her toe. She didn't gash it. <laughs> so we're not going to overreact. Amen? Put a bandage on it and keep on moving. You know, I, I love my wife, but even this week, she, the alarm went off, which happens quite often at our house. My wife, bless her heart, she calls the police. <laughs> Come again? Oh, it went off twice. All right, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It's done that before, praise the Lord. But nevertheless, I'm pulling up to the house. There's three officers leaving my house. I'm like, here we go. And this has happened quite a few times. I just got to throw you under the bus today. Amen. Our alarm does that every once in a while. Ain't nobody coming to get you. They sure ain't coming to get me. The assignment is too great. Come on, somebody. Breaking my house, you might have a heart attack. Oh. Then we got to take it serious. Come on. We try to resurrect you, get you saved. <laughs> but no. Let's not be people that overreact. These, these disciples were overreacting. They're like, we're perishing. We're bad. Then they were saying, master, you with the master. You with Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And we're perishing. Like this is out of the norm or something. When you're on the boat, things happen. Amen. But he was asleep on a pillow, chillaxing. And that's all God is saying. When you know who you are and whose you are, you don't sleep at night with one eye open. Anybody today know who you are and, and whose you are? That God has given you authority. He's given you clout. He, he's given you rank. He's given you pull. He's given you leverage. Hallelujah. Now, now go, go, go back to Luke 10, 19. So he's given you authority to, to trample on serpents and scorpions and, and over all the power of the enemy. And, and nothing, somebody say nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Nothing, no thing will hurt you. You got to remember the one that he, the, he come on, he, he, he said that, that, that in Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon formed against you and me shall prosper. Glory to God. Uh -huh. now, now look at this. I like this. Uh, now go, 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 go to verse 20. Thank you for putting that up though. That no weapon. But it said, nevertheless. Uh-huh, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. So he's saying, don't even make it a big deal that that spirit called doubt, confusion, and depression. You got to remember because of who you are and whose you are that those spirits are subject to you. We don't even make a big deal of it, but at the end of the day, those spirits are subject to us. We have dominion over them because we've been given authority. Remember, he's given me and you the what? Keys to his kingdom. He's delegated his authority to you and I. So he said, don't even make a big deal that these spirits are subject to you. But this is what he's saying, make a big deal about. But, but make a big deal, rather rejoice because your names <laughs> are, are written. Somebody say written in heaven. That's what we need to be making it because really you was on your way to hell. You was
was on your way to the lake of fire. You better hear what I'm saying. We need to be doing somersaults and, 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 and cartwheels that our names are written in heaven. Not that some spirit is going to come subject to you. You got to remember because he already did the finished work. And because of what he did on the cross, me and you, glory to God, we already are rapture ready, heaven bound, glory to God. That's not even up for debate. Anybody in this building already accepted Jesus Christ as your what? Lord and, and, and Savior. In other words, save means I've been rescued from death and destruction. That I'm heaven bound. So if anything, we need to be giving God praise on where you're going. That's why I love me some 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. Put it up. People ask me, where do you go when you leave this life? That's easy. It's right there. We are confident, yes, uh, well, please, rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's us that die in Christ. Not that do everything right. And I'm going to talk about that next week. You don't lose your righteousness because you did something wrong. We grew up where they, well, God will get you. You got to work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Now, 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 Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 does say work out your salvation. You're not trying to earn your salvation. You've already earned that because of the blood and because of your confession. All he's saying is work it out so that you don't deviate from it and lose your mind and become something else, an atheist. That's what he said. Let's keep the text in the context. That's why it's important that we be hermeneutically correct when it comes to breaking down the scripture. We're not trying to, well, our salvation is already sealed. You can't lose your righteousness unless you blaspheme the Holy Spirit or become an enemy of the cross. That's next week. But, but, but listen, we should be rejoicing that our names are written in heaven at the end of the day. So number one, it's not that serious. You're going to survive whatever you might be going through even right now. Why? Because you're going to take authority over it. Jesus, he rebukes it. Look at that again. It says, uh, and then he rose in verse 24, and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and, and they ceased, and there was a calm. You got the ability to rebuke some things. Put some things. That word, one of the definitions for the word rebuke means to reprimand. It means to put and check. Anybody had to rebuke some people? <laughs> had to put them in check. Amen? Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to rebuke yourself. Anybody have I rebuke me in the name of Jesus? I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen? <laughs> All right. So number one, take authority over it. When you find yourself in a situation, take authority over it. Number two, you got to work your faith. Look at this real quick. It says in verse 25 of Luke 8, 25, but he said to them, where is your faith? In other words, he was telling the disciples, you guys really didn't have to really come wake me up. I could have st still been asleep. Y'all messing with my, my, my sleep. Now you got me up doing something that you could have did. That's why he said, where is your faith? I asked you this morning, where's your faith? Pastor, I'm going through all of us going through something. So at the end of the day, where's your faith? It's your faith that's going to help you come out of it. It, it. It's you walking in your kingdom authority that's going to help you come through it. Amen? 
but you got to work your faith. That's my second point today, that if you work your faith, you will survive your storm. Look at your neighbor and say, work your faith. You got to work it. Put up Romans 12 and 3. Romans 12 and 3 real quick. Look at this, Romans 12 and, 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 and 3. You got to work your faith. Uh-huh. It, it says, for I say through the grace of given to me, everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt. Somebody say dealt. He has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You got to work your faith if you're going to survive that storm. Instead of being in the storm saying, I'm going to perish, perish. The devil is, you are not going to perish. Because remember, what didn't kill you is making you. At the end of the day, it's important that you go through storms. But I believe that God is raising up people right here at Kingdom in the Valley that can survive your storm. You are not going under. Matter of fact, you're going over. I prophesy that in the name name of Jesus. I dare you to walk in your kingdom authority. I dare you to work your faith. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Look at your name and say, you're coming out of it. You're coming out of it. Whatever it is, you're coming out of it. Whatever uh, has been had you on edge, you're coming out of it. Why? Because you're going to work your faith. Matter of fact, you're coming to the conclusion that it's not that serious. This too shall pass. My situation is subject to change. If you know God can turn it around, somebody give God a plan. Look at somebody say, it's turning around. It's turning around. It's turning around. The minute you begin to walk in your kingdom authority, it will begin to turn around. The minute that you begin to turn your faith loose and you begin to work your faith, Please go to 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 7. 5 and 7. We looked at 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. But verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Sight meaning I don't live my life based on my emotions. I don't live my life in my feelings. He, he said, I wish above what? All things that I what? Prosper and be in good health as my what? My soul prosper. Soul, my, I, I'm prospering in my emotions. I'm, I'm prospering in my feelings. In other words, I'm whole and complete in my feelings. So when everybody else is having a nervous breakdown, I'm whistling. When everybody else is having a nervous breakdown, I'm smiling. When everybody else is having a, a nervous breakdown, I'm saying this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in somebody give God a praise. Somebody screaming, ain't that serious? It ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. You got clout. Look at somebody say, you got clout and pull. <laughs> well, you better know who you are. Uh-huh. That's why you're going to have confidence and some swag. You better hear what I'm saying on today. Walk like you somebody. Praise the Lord. That's what you, you know who you are. There's a confidence. There's an edge that you begin to have on the devil. You don't even make it a big deal that these spirits are subject to you. That's just how it's supposed to be because of who you are. Heir of God. Join heir with Christ. 
made a little lower than the angels. Children of the Most High, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in His image and His likeness, more than the conqueror in Christ. You better hear what I'm saying. You serve the Almighty Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the Holy Shira. He is my provider. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace. He is Jehovah Shama. He is there. Somebody scream, it ain't that serious. serious. Next time you hit a wall in life, be like, it ain't even that serious. Next time your money ain't touching in the green, you be like, it ain't that serious. Because David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his city begging prayer. I ain't got to beg for nothing because my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All I got to do is work my faith and walk in my kingdom authority. And God is connecting every dot, crossing every T, dotting every I. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. Somebody scream, it ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. You're not going to perish. You are not going to die in this storm. You too anointed. You've been anointed, appointed, and approved to pass that test. God wouldn't even give you that test if he didn't think you could pass. Somebody scream, it's fixed. We have been this fixed fight. This thing has already been set up for us to win. Come on, the Bible says he took the sting out of death in the book of Corinthians. That death and hell no longer have dominion over us because he's given me the keys to his kingdom. Oh, y'all catching it at the night. Y'all that grasp this thing. Somebody say, work your faith, work your faith, work your faith. Because faith coming by hearing it, and hearing by the word of God. You better hear what I'm saying. He said, he said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do I have any seekers at the 9.30 service? Do I have any faith people in the house of God? For he said, I will be the author and the finisher of your faith. Somebody give God a praise one more time. Somebody scream, work it. Work it. Work your faith. You're going to survive that storm. It's just a temporary setback. Somebody say it's temporary. I'm not going to overreact. Behind something that's temporary. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. Temporary. It's temporary. 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 So I'ma just be still and know that he's God. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna overreact. I'ma work my faith. Put up Hebrews 11 8. One more faith scripture. Hebrews 11 and 8. I love this faith scripture. By, somebody say by faith. Uh-huh. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he, which he would receive in his inheritance. And this is the thing. He, he did it by faith to go get this inheritance. But the Bible says he went out not knowing where he was going. <laughs> he got to his destination though. Because he just stepped out on faith. 
Psalm 37 and 23 says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. He will order if you just by faith, I'm just going to make some faith moves. There it is, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I'm going to march right into my promise. I know my promise is right around the corner. God done swore. He done made a vow that he's going to do some things in my, know my steps. I've been ordered by him. Keep taking faith steps, not doubt steps. Did you hear what I said? Not fear steps, faith steps. Somebody say faith steps. When you take faith steps, you're going to stumble up on your promise. You feeling me? All my steps was, was ordered to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> well, y'all better hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Everything then broke. Come on, somebody. I'm going to show my son. I'll call stuff to break to get his, the promise of the God to him. You better hear what I'm saying. And if I can get excited about an ice cream, God know he can set me up for big. Because I'm just excited about my butter pecan. <laughs> I know y'all ain't with me. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I know y'all with me. But man, if we make a, that's what we need to be making a big deal about. Boy, I put up some dollar fifty and two Mountain Dews came. Hallelujah. I pay, I got two for one today. Shandai. <laughs> you feeling me? Two Dorito chips came down. Boy, two Skittles came. I prayed for one. Oh, yeah. We got to learn how to rejoice in the small. Put up Psalm 115, verse 12. Uh -huh, and then we're going to go to this last point. I, let, me, let me sneak this in. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Won't he bless us? He will bless the house of kingdom. Is that what it say? Uh, he will bless the house of Reggie. You better put your name right there. Next verse. This is where I want to go. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great. Somebody say small and great. Don't you, when, when, when God does something unusual and it's small, you better thank God. I don't care if your steps, your steps will be in order. You see a two dick nickels. Praise him. When God see you really celebrating him and thanking him for the small stuff, Great will be right around the corner. How many of you received that? That greater is coming. I prophesy over this 930 service. I feel so much faith in this building. I know great is getting ready to manifest. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream, great is about to manifest. said I'll bless you small put the rest of that scripture up I'll bless you small and great next verse then he said may, may the Lord give you increase somebody say increase more and more you and your children keep walking in your authority kingdom authority keep working your faith you're going to be surprised what you're going to stumble up on in these 2017 this is the year of unusual favor. How many of you received that on today? God's about to do something bizarre in your life. Something that's going to freak you all the way out. Not going to even make sense. That's why he's going to do it because he wants you to know he God. You're going to be like, this ain't nothing but the Lord. 
This ain't nothing but him. So go to Mark 4 and 39 real quick. Go to Mark 4 and 39. So remember, it's not that serious. You will survive your storm. Take authority over it. Work your faith. And then I'm going to give you this last thing. Look at this. It says, then he arose, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. You want to survive your storm? Got to walk in this peace. He said, peace, be still. In other words, he was saying, stop. That's enough. He began to walk in his kingdom authority. That's why he couldn't understand. He said, where's your faith? The same kingdom authority that I have, you have as well. In other words, sub spirits are supposed to be subject to you. Don't make it a big deal, but they're supposed to be subject to you. All I want you to make a big deal about is how your names are written in heaven. But I, I've left you my peace. Put up John 14, 27. Look at this real quick. Look at this. So he said, peace be still. And everything calmed down. See, when you begin to walk in peace, stuff will begin to calm down. You won't make a big deal about it. You'll be like, that ain't even all that serious. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Peace I leave with you. Somebody say, my peace. I give to you. He's talking about, he, I'm going to give you my peace. Then it says, not as the world gives do I give to you. Because we know the world peace is very minimal. It's got limitations to it. Because the minute something jump off, all of a sudden peace goes out the window. Not us kingdom believers. We gravitate to his peace on a daily. We lean on his peace. When I'm in a season that I don't understand quite what God is doing, Lord, I thank you that I got peace. That I'm not going to sleep with one eye open because I got peace. Matter of fact, I'm going to get my six to eight hours because I got peace. Because you're a God that neither slumbers nor do, I, do you sleep. But I need to sleep because I'm human. I need some rest. Can I get a witness up in here at 9.30? Herbert. So look at that scripture again. Listen, he said, listen, I'm going to give you peace. My, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. See, their hearts were troubled. They're in the middle of the We're perishing, we're perishing. Jesus don't even make a big deal about it. He's talking about peace. Be still. Everything then just calm down. Keep walking in that peace. He's given us access to his peace, people of God. Matter of fact, look at this. Go to uh, uh, Philippians 4 and 7. So, so he gives us this peace that comes from him. And then he tells us in Philippians 4 and 7. And, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Uh -huh. Then it says that peace will what? It will guard your heart and your mind. See, peace, when everybody else is falling out, peace is guarding you. The peace of God is keeping you. It's, it's not only keeping your mind, but it's even keeping your heart. Because there's times the enemy wants us to lose heart in transition. But no, 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 when we in transition, we gravitate to his peace. We arm ourselves with his authority that he's given us. We work our faith. Put up Isaiah 26 and 3. And look at this last peace scripture. I love, this is my favorite peace scripture right here though. You will keep him in perfect peace. Somebody say perfect peace. 
Aha, uh -huh, that means nothing missing, nothing broken. So he said, listen, I'm going to keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. The key, the prerequisite is whose mind is stayed on you. When we keep our mind stayed on him, he's saying, I will keep you in perfect peace. Listen, don't put your mind on the problem. Put your mind on the problem solver. And as long as we stay connected to the problem solver, he will keep us in peace. His peace will guard our mind. It will guard our heart. Glory to God. Then we can tell our storm, peace, be still. We can say, stop. That's enough. Devil, you've already done enough and you can even cause your situation to begin to calm because God has given me and you death and life and the power of the tongue. You can speak to your storm. You can speak to your situation. Do I have anybody at the 930 service that's had to open up your mouth and begin to start speaking to some stuff because the word of God declares, amen, that at the end of the day, that death and life in the power of our tongue and I like that it said death and life in other words we can be so focused on speaking life to things but there's some things we need to speak death to speak death to procrastination speak death to that doubt that unbelief you tell that storm not speak death to you right now in the name of Jesus that you temporary I, I see you I'm not I, I, that's a fact but my faith overrides my facts. Mm -hmm. My faith says this is going to pass. And how many have been in the seasons where that thing just passed over? It was there, but it passed over. That's all I'm saying today, that if you work your faith, it's going to pass over. If you work your faith, amen, it's going to cease. It's going gonna, it's gonna to break. It's going to break. I prophesy that in the name of Jesus. Look at somebody else say it's not that serious. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. We're not going to overact. Our days of overreacting are ceasing. We're not making the big deal out of stuff. We're not going to live our life allowing the enemy to set our schedule. The devil's not going to have me in panic mode. Talking about we're perishing, we're perishing. When he said this is the day that the Lord has been we will rejoice and be glad in it. Will this life throw curveballs at us and you know, all that? Absolutely. But it says, don't let your heart be troubled. Go to sleep. Chill. It's time for us to just cruise and chillax the rest of the way. Work your faith. Walk in your kingdom authority. Gravitate to his peace. And everything that you're going through will begin to cease. If you receive that word, somebody give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, it's ceasing. It's ceasing. In other words, it's stopping. 